Baseball is back, and I tell you what, everybody's panicking, but the Cubs look like they might be all right. Welcome to Club 400, the podcast. We got John over here, the sound man, much more than that. And William, William, what's going on? Just loving the way that uh, Big Blue is playing these days. I was listening to Please Please Act the other day, Dan Please Act, and he said the Big Blue train is coming, so watch out, chug chug chug. But uh, I'm going. Let's go back to uh, one of the most, I think, um, funnest parts of the winter is when the Cubs release the promotional schedule. I mean, giveaways. Everybody loves giveaways. Let's face it. Everybody loves free stuff. And everyone really, if you're a Cubs fan, you love free Cubs stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people that uh, circle certain dates on the calendar because of a giveaway. For instance, uh, earlier this year, uh, Crawley goes to Wrigley Field at 830 just to get in line for the, uh, I think it was the Wrigley Field what was it? Something. Yeah, yeah. it was a Wrigley Field sculptor. Yeah, some model model of Wrigley Field, Yeah. yeah. And I know... But in the well, snow, <laughs> yeah, he's out there at eight thirty. The worst weather day uh, ever. And he's like the only person out there. He had his snow pants on. He was ready. And, he's and, happy as can be. And uh, happy. Crowley will be on the second half of this episode, so make sure you listen to the whole thing. But uh, yeah, what one thing that people really look forward to is the bobblehead days. Heck yeah, man! I mean, that's what it's all about. Well, and I can't wait to talk to our guest today because I want to find out what the fascination is with the bobblehead. I mean, people go nuts over those. We're posting a video, speaking of that, William, that Crowley gave to me, and it shows the ruckus atmosphere at Wrigley Field over a bobblehead last year. I believe it was the Javi Baez blowing the bubble bobblehead, Mm -hmm. and... uh, that's the thing. I have to say this. The Cubs only give away usually 10,000 bobbleheads. It's plain wrong. You go to Milwaukee, every fan gets a bobblehead. Yeah, yeah although I want, well, again, we'll ask our guest that's coming on, but I wonder if that helps create the frenzy. It, it might, but you know. I mean, that, but, you know, if you're the Cubs organization, that's the last thing you want is a big scene and fights. And, you know, people are getting there five hours before the game, maybe six. Just standing there waiting to make sure they get a bobblehead. And some people, obviously, get these bobbleheads, and next thing you know, they throw it on eBay, and they're making like no, $80, right. $90. Like that Baez bobblehead from last year, you can't get that thing, I think, under 80 bucks right now right. on eBay. So, Well, it's, it, it's two very specific people who like the bobblehead, from my observation. Like it's the ones who are collectors and, and, and they'll sell them on eBay. And then it's kids. The kids love the bobblehead. I went down to, to, to Bush once. It was a Molina bobblehead night. I don't care about the Cardinals. I don't care about Molina. So therefore, I don't care about the bobblehead. I got one. And this kid comes after the game out of the park. And he's crying because he didn't get one. I'm like, here, kid. Have it. I didn't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Like every, half the people there were going to sell it anyway. And this kid passed like five people who had it. But you don't think, and then he found out it was worth a thousand bucks. He's kicking himself <laughs> the whole way. I cried. I cried. But yeah. you don't think like most people, because most people have that bobblehead and they're thinking, this is $75 bill. Not that they make a $75 bill, but it's $75 here. I can get that. But that was really nice. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, well, I know what matters. It, it, it mattered to that kid. It oh. would matter to me. It, but if it was a, obviously, I'll be honest with you, if it was, if it was the bobble, like the hobby bobblehead. I probably wouldn't have given it away. Right. I, I kind of think that I, I would have made the analogy, the bobblehead to 
the Beanie Baby back in the day. Because, frankly, they're, you know, c- ceramic pieces of, you know, whatever. They're not even ceramic anymore. Most of them are so, like epoxy. Yeah. yeah. But I would have made that analogy until, because I never understood that whole phenomenon either, until I met this next guest. He's definitely taking it to the next level. He has. And uh, I'll tell you what. the Cub- I, And before we introduce him, uh, William, the Cubs, I don't know if you guys know this. So the Cubs, every year, if you're a season ticket holder, you get a gift in the mail. And usually it's something, just tr- a trinket. Let's put it that way. It's nothing unbelievably great. But because of this year, and they went ticketless, uh, so there's really no reason to send anything. But they sent a gift box, and one of the items in the gift box was a limited edition Javi Baez bobblehead. I know the season ticket holders are definitely happy. Uh, bobbleheads, they capture our youth. They capture our imagination. I mean, I've got boxes and boxes of them. But the gentleman we're going to introduce now is ticket took it to a, the next level. Yes, he's he taken it to the highest of all levels. And he's opened up the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Let's introduce our guy, William. Oh, that's for me. <laughs> Phil Sklar. Phil Sklar. No, we got to do that over. Just yeah. say uh, yeah. uh, our guest. Phil Sklar. Yeah. Our guest, Phil Sklar. Phil Sklar. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in Welcome to Club 400, the podcast, Phil Scalar. We're happy to have you on. What's going on out there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? I'm excited to be on. Uh, it's uh, nice because the weather's warming up. People are coming out of hibernation, and uh, we're seeing a lot of visitors to the museum. So, we're yeah, we're really excited. Uh, you know, great weather coming up, and uh, summertime is, is in the air. Baseball season's here, so it's a, a wonderful time. I agree, and I'll tell you what, me and William, we got the opportunity to go uh, to the Bobblehead Hall of Fame down in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we picked up the two Zobras three-foot bobbleheads, and we also got a tour of your remarkable museum. But before we get into that, let's talk about you and uh, your story. I know you are a Cubs fan, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on our show. Uh, so tell us about a little bit about you and how you became a Cubs fan. Yeah, I'm a lifelong Cub fan. Uh, my dad... Growing up uh, in Rockford, Illinois, became a Cub fan at a young age. His dad was a baseball fan, but not as much as uh, you know he became. And uh, you know he would listen to the games at school. He'd tell me the stories about you know sneaking out of class for to listen to some of the games in the you know hallway or in the in the bathroom, uh, especially if it was a, a bigger game. Uh, you know Ernie Banks was his favorite player growing up, and uh, you know lifelong Cubs fan. So, you know, when I was born in 83, um, you know, he took me to a game when I was in the womb, uh, him and my mom, uh, my mom actually, uh, when she met him at the university of Iowa, he was wearing a Cubs hat and she asked him what the C on the hat stood for. So she, uh, you know, she was actually a sports fan at the time, but, you know, growing up in Western Iowa, she, uh, I guess, 
had never encountered a Cubs hat or did never inquired about what the, the C on the Cubs hat meant. Uh, so she, you know, I don't know if that story seemed fake because her dad was a huge card as a huge Cardinals fan, but anyway, uh, that's how the story goes. And, um, so they took me to, you know, Cubs games growing up, uh, it became a tradition. I think when I was about six going to opening day every year. So I'd, you know, get that call to school that Phil was sick and not coming in and, uh, we'd make our way from Rockford to Wrigley Field and, um, you know, just uh, such great memories of, uh, you know, Wrigley Field and Cubs games with the families and friends, and uh, that's really how it started. And who was your all-time favorite player? Uh, mine was Ryan Sandberg. Um, he was just, uh, I don't know, something about him and his playing style and his personality connected. It's probably also the chance chances to meet him at the Cubs convention just seemed like a real nice down-to-earth guy um you know always was friendly and you know got a chance to meet him and get his autograph and talk to him multiple times and uh just really enjoyed watching him play and uh you know he became my favorite player player pretty quickly I, I can understand uh your you know going to the Cubs game when you were a kid going from Rockford that's a haul that's that's a that's a full day affair of uh, getting in your car, driving to Wrigley, about an hour and a half, maybe two hours to get to Wrigley, two hours back. Straight shot down uh, I-90, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty cool. You know, I grew up in McHenry, Illinois, and now I live in Lake in the Hills, and getting down there, you know, it's a task. So, uh, but, yes, yeah, so, uh, we were talking earlier on the podcast uh, about, you know, over the winter, all the Major League Baseball teams re- release their promotional schedules and. Many fans look forward to that because they want to find out, you know, when the giveaways are. But the most important giveaways for most fans are the bobbleheads. And uh, uh, before we get into the Bobblehead Hall of Fame, uh, t- tell us your, your your younger memories of going to Wrigley and getting a bobblehead. Yeah, so actually uh, predating the bobblehead, some of the earliest memories were uh, going to Wrigley and getting a Beanie Baby. Um, I don't know if you remember they. Back in the, that would have been probably late 90s, early 2000s, um, they did uh, the whole, the cow beanie baby, but it was a special tag for uh, Harry Carey. Um, Daisy you know, the cow. Yes, it was Daisy the cow, right? Daisy the cow, yeah. Daisy the cow. Um, the Thai beanie baby. And I think those were selling on eBay for upwards of $200. And uh, I think some of my earlier entrepreneurial aspirations came from the beanie baby craze. I would stand in line, get some Beanie Babies, sell them on eBay, um, and uh, trade, you know, buy, sell, trade. And I was I was in probably 12, 13 at the time. But, yeah, I remember going to, to Wrigley Field. We got there really early, but the lines were just unbelievable around the block. And I think we had an extra ticket, so we tried to get an extra bobblehead and um, – or extra, sorry, Beanie Baby. But, um, yeah, then bobbleheads, the Cubs, you know, when the, the Giants gave away the first – bobblehead of a game in 1999 um you know most of the teams hopped on the next season because they saw how popular uh the bobbleheads were for fans you know just uh at the giants game and said hey we got to jump on this bandwagon and you know it hasn't died down since but uh you know we didn't go to as many cubs games for bobbleheads back then um it wasn't until probably you know, later 2000s that we started collecting bobbleheads and then we would circle the Cubs games where it was a bobblehead game. And uh, there were some fun, you know, fun experiences with that. Uh, 
you know, going to the games and trying to get as many bobbleheads as possible. That that's interesting. I never really realized that that they didn't start giving away bobbleheads at baseball games till 1999. I'm sure they did, maybe here or there, but traditionally it it kicked off in '99. Then is that that that's what you're saying, right? As giveaways, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They sold well, them. so for the for the bobbleheads, yeah, they were sold at stadiums. Um, but yeah, bobbleheads really had a resurgence in the late in 
but you know, now you go to Goodwill and you can find them for a quarter. Um, so, you know, there's that. And then on the bobblehead side, most of them are limited uh, in extremely smaller quantities. So like when the Cubs give away a bobblehead, you know, let's say last year's Javi Baez bobblehead, you know, only 10,000 were made and that's all that will ever be made. And there's obviously a lot more than 10,000 Cubs fans, 10,000 Cubs fans that like bobbleheads, uh, 10,000 Javi Baez fans. So that's where you have that, um, you know, real supply and demand where there's only 10,000 ever made. There's, you know, 20,000 people that are 50,000 people that want one. And that's why the price on eBay goes up to, you know, way over a hundred dollars, sometimes 200 or, or well over that. Uh, so as long as, you know, that limited factor is there, uh, there'll definitely be that uh, collectability, and I don't think uh, they'll be going anywhere. I think the same issue happened with baseball cards, too, in the 90s, where, you know, there was just so many being produced that, you know, they really lost their value. Uh, but now I think the industry learned, and now they're, you know, back to where they're producing uh, more normal quantities where there's that supply and demand balance. So, Phil, like, so you're a proponent of, of what the Cubs do. Uh, instead of what the brewers do, I think brewers give away a bobblehead to everybody that walks into the door, and that could be forty some thousand bobbleheads. And the Cubs, yes, you know, limited to usually ten thousand. But you think that's good for the market, obviously. Yeah, I think it is. But even you know the what the brewers do, you know, all fans, and they've actually scaled that back a little bit to like first thirty thousand or first forty thousand. Uh, the Dodgers did that as well, where they were giving all fans, and then they did first forty or fifty thousand in their cases, uh, in some cases. Um, you know, it does definitely help uh, in terms of long-term value. Um, so I guess that the teams have to balance whether they want to give all fans a bobblehead or, if, you know, so in some cases, you know, 10,000 uh, is all that, you know, for a sponsor, if they have a sponsor that's covering it or if they're covering part of the cost, you know, the cost of 40,000 bobbleheads is a lot more than 10,000. Um, but for the market value longer term, obviously 10,000 a run of 10,000 is going to have a lot more value. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's all for fun and, uh, to make the fans happy. It seems like the Cubs do that for all their giveaway merchandise. They do that with even the cheapest of rally rags, those like hand towels they gave out with the W on it. They only did 10,000 of those too. So, yeah. And I think part of that is to get people to come to the game early. Um, you know, it works. I think it's a mix of, of the yeah, it works, yeah, for sure. Um, and it gets yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Beer. So yeah, it's definitely uh, I think some of the Cubs have always sort of followed that making them a little more limited, um, you know, getting people excited about them. You know, if it's an all fan giveaway, it's not as uh, I guess exclusive as something you have to get there early for and very true. Uh, make sure you get. So Phil, let's rewind a little bit and go back and uh, to a Obviously, you were a collect- you're a collector, and you collect bobbleheads. But let's go back to before you came up with this awesome idea of having a national national bobblehead hall of fame. Uh, you know, obviously, you turned your your passion into a business. And uh, tell us about the evolution of that from you just being a fan and a collector, and now the owner of the National Head Bobblehead Hall of Fame out in Milwaukee. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, I yeah, started at a young age as a collector. Uh, I collected baseball cards, which my dad got me into. And um, so that transitioned. We already mentioned Beanie Babies, which is something, you know, entrepreneurial. And I uh, was collecting for that time and, uh, you know, selling. And that process probably played a little bit of a role. Uh, 
And then uh, the other co-founder, Brad, uh, who you met, was working for the Rockford Riverhawks, which is the minor or uh, you know independent league team that was in Rockford now has a new name, but um, he was doing the scoreboard and also interned, and they gave away a bobblehead of their mascot, uh, which was the first bobblehead giveaway they did, and that was in 2003. Uh, so he got that bobblehead. We both went to school in Milwaukee, um, and as sports fans, we would circle the bobblehead dates, you know, for the local teams, so the hockey. Soccer, baseball, uh, the Bucks, um, pretty much any team that had a bobblehead giveaway, we'd try to get some, and we'd get some extras and trade them away or sell them, and then buy some. You know, wouldn't go to California for a bobblehead giveaway, so we'd trade or uh, sell it to get one of those. And uh, the collection sort of grew, grew pretty slowly. Uh, I guess fast forward to about 2013, uh, we had a, made friends with uh, the manager for one of for the Milwaukee sports teams uh, when we were going to school there and he was, participates in Special Olympics. So we wanted to honor him with the bobblehead. Uh, so we set out to make a bobblehead and have one produced uh, for him. And during that process, we realized there was a need in the market for uh, somebody to produce bobbleheads and market and sell them. Uh, there's you know, about a half dozen or so producers of bobbleheads, probably closer to a dozen, but all those companies also do you know, other promotional items, none of them are focusing on bobbleheads. Uh, so we saw that as an opportunity um, and had a really good experience selling his bobblehead. And uh, part of the proceeds went to Special Olympics. So uh, it was a really good experience all around. And then, um, you know, at the same time, our collection was growing out of control. So we had about 3,000 bobbleheads and they were, you know, starting to take over all over the place. Um, so we sort of put the ideas together to uh, produce bobbleheads and have a one-of-a-kind museum dedicated to bobbleheads. What did your wife think of this whole idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is none, so that helped. Um, but uh, family, we actually were re- really supportive um, of the idea because we spend a lot of time sort of uh, hashing it out and testing it. Uh, we sort of came up with it in about around April of 2014, um, and it wasn't until about November when we officially announced the concept and uh, really ran with it full steam ahead. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, a lot of work went into it, uh, into the thoughts, just the planning and the ideas and um, coming up with some unique bobblehead concepts uh, to produce so we'd have a pipeline, you know, right when we, as we were getting started. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's really how it got, got going. I mean, Stu, Stu gets that question all the time. What does your wife think of your basement? That's, that's why I finally get to ask it to you. Maybe so. maybe you yep. guys should get your wives to start like a Facebook page for, you know, yeah. suffering wives of <laughs> crazy Base, companies. Baseball addicts. <laughs> <laughs> so what, we, me and William were asking, uh, were, the, were those your, your wives that were in there? Are they part of the, or is that just uh, some people you had working there when we, when we went there? Are they part of it too, the, the wives? Uh, no, so there are no wives, um, but I'm not sure who was there. When you were there, um, I think it was our front desk workers. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was visitors or front desk, but no, they're uh, front desk. We hired, uh, we have three front desk workers who, uh, you know, welcome visitors on a daily basis. Uh, you know, we still interact with visitors frequently as much as we can, but, uh, you know, they welcome them, check them in give them an overview, um, also handle a lot of the customer service from the website. And, uh, so yeah, they're, 
they're not our wives, but uh, they're they're great uh, great to have uh, helpers and other people on board so we can continue to uh, grow and evolve. So when you actually decided, like, we're actually going to do it, a Bobblehead Hall of Fame in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I'm like, how excited were you? Like, I can't believe we're really doing this. Like, it had to be an, uh, it had to be an exciting you know, venture you know, at the time. I mean, and it still yeah, is. Yeah, it was obviously. an exciting, yeah. Yeah, it was an exciting, it was an exciting, it was exhilarating. Um, it was a bit nervous, but I think we were more, you know, just excited. Uh, we both quit our full-time jobs, so, um, you know, it was definitely a big leap. We had put, you know, all of our energy and everything we, you know, we had behind this. And, um, so no, it was really exciting. Uh, it was around mid November and, uh, we announced the concept, got a lot of really good press and, um, really good feedback from people. So we, that was really, you know, exciting and, um, validating for the idea. And then we came out with some bobbleheads, um, with the first one being Ronnie Woo Woo, um, which was William's uh, purchase when know, he was at the bobblehead. He, he William bought a bot, uh, Ronnie Wu at when we visited. Him. I did. Yeah, he saw that it's on the shelf. Right. He had to have yeah. that. It's proudly displayed in my new office at work. So that was your first bobblehead, or at, at the store. Yeah. So the first one was Michael uh, from from Milwaukee, but the first one that we created after we announced the idea shortly after that November, you know, coming up with the the museum, we had been work talking to Ronnie uh, for probably about six months. Uh, leading up to that, and uh, Ronnie, a friend of Ronnie's, who you know helps him with those type of requests, um, and so it actually probably goes back a couple years before that when uh, my dad's like, "Hey, you guys should do a bobblehead of Ronnie." Uh, when we're at the Cubs convention, you know, he he brings it up, and we're like, "Yeah, that's actually a really good idea." You know, everybody, all Cubs fans know Ronnie, and uh, non-Cubs fans know him too, and you know, it's just uh, love him or hate him. He's a a fun character that uh you know is just uh probably as well known as as most people in chicago you know any famous person in chicago uh so we uh approached him and and uh got the bobblehead done and ready to release right around that time and uh that one was one of our more viral bobbleheads and we joke sometimes that you know if we would have known what we knew today we would have done some things differently like we would have had samples at all the, the press outlets and everything but it still just took off sort of like wildfire, um, you know, and was a great bobblehead for the first experience. And then sort of funny, the uh, second bobblehead we did, because we were like, oh, Ronnie is for the Cubs, Sox man is for the Sox. Uh, you know, they'll probably both do good. And Sox man was sort of a, a flop. But, um, you know, you have no winners surprise. and losers. And, yeah, no surprise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I wish I had um, the wah, wah, so, wah. Yep. Yeah. So that was sort of one of those things where we were like all excited about the first one and then the second one sort of flaps. But, um, you know, you live and learn. And uh, we had some great learning experiences from both those uh, two initial bobbleheads. And, you know, uh, Ronnie, we've gotten to know him really good and, uh, you know, seen him quite a bit. Uh, and uh, it's just a, a and really good to know him and uh, a gr- actually a great guy from what we've gathered and have been able to to meet him and talk to him and uh so you know we're it, glad to be able to honor him with the bobblehead uh especially because the cubs have sort of not honored him but um it's sort of a fun uh a fun bobblehead in our history oh it, you know it's awesome and uh i want to tell everybody if you get a chance like you're going to go to milwaukee to watch the cubs you have to stop in at this place because I had no idea yeah. what we we're going to walk into. You asked me to go with you, and we were, you know, we're driving up there, and 
some of the conversation was we had literally no idea what we were walking into. You know, nothing. You know what? I'm just going to tell you guys this. It's this presentation is everything. And this place is beautiful. And uh, I I mean, I I was shocked when I walked up those stairs and I walked into this place. You guys did one heck of a job. Let me tell you. And the place just feels warm, and everywhere you look. And what I really liked, William, is when you walked in, they had a big cabinet of Cubs bobbleheads. That's right the first in front. thing you see, <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic. So but, t- tell us it, a little, it, yeah, tell us a little bit about the museum. Uh, I think you have over six thousand bobbleheads in there displayed. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, no. I, well, first off, thanks. I'm glad. It's always great to hear, uh, you know, feedback and uh, hear people's stories about their experiences and. Uh, you know, we've been getting a ton of visitors from the Chicago and Chicagoland areas, and uh, it's just, uh, it's been tremendous to hear people's feedback because you spend all this time and effort to, you know, make everything as perfect as possible, and then uh, to see it come to fruition is exciting. But yeah, 6,500 bobbleheads, and as you mentioned, right when you walk in, uh, we have sort of a regional area leading up to the, the local, uh, all Wisconsin area, but yeah, three big cases of Cubs bobbleheads, and, uh, you know, we get uh, badgered a little bit about that sometimes, uh, but we say, yeah, this is, you know, regional leading into local, and look how many Wisconsin bobbleheads there are. But uh, all the Cubs World Series bobbleheads, actually earlier this week, we just got the Benny the Bull, Staley the Bear, and uh, Southpaw three-foot bobbleheads, so we put those on top of those cases, and they look great. Uh, so even more... Uh, more Chicago bobbleheads, but for Wisconsin fans, we still have all the Wisconsin three-foot bobbleheads. So, I'm one of the unusual you know, we're people that valid. actually. Sorry, I like I'm one of the unusual people that actually likes Southpaw. I think that's actually a really cool oh, okay. mascot. Yeah, but, yeah, no. yeah, yep. And then you have but, not just sports bobbleheads, but you have all kinds of bobbleheads in there. Politicians, right? yeah. musicians. How did yeah. you get? I mean, I know like you were a collector, but yeah, where did you get these the, the rare type bobbleheads? I know you had a bobblehead, one that was worth a bunch of money. It was I think it was an old football one. But how did you guys get all the? Did you guys get d- donations or how did you accumulate yeah. this unbelievable? I mean, because I know you have like three thousand and like they've already outgrown the bobblehead Hall of Fame. I mean, tell you, like, cause it's <laughs> it's full. There's not a lot of room left in there. Well, and, they and you have still a lot have, more. Yeah, and you still have like three thousand like. And then when I was in there, you had a girl. Uh, she was like actually doing like inventory of each bobblehead and where it was and each case and everything. Uh, it was amazing. But like, it's. I mean, you. I guarantee you guys, it's it's worth a stop. Check it out. It should be so, mandatory when you're going to Wrigley North. You should just stop there. First, <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh, they, yeah. they got a gift shop in there where you can buy bobbleheads, and they have uh, and the map. Oh, the map. You got to put your, you got to, yeah, mark your spot. Where you're from, yeah. where you're coming from. And there's people from all over. It went outside the borders of the United States that have been there. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah so, people yeah. all over. That was a great idea, Phil. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. We, I, I can't say we invented that idea, but during our travels, and we've been to 27 of the 30 Major League Baseball stadiums over the past, you know, dozen or so years of the, you know, journey of ours. And, uh, that was something we saw at a few different places, uh, mainly restaurant, a couple of restaurants that you know were sort of famous and featured on TV shows. So we we took that idea and incorporated it. We have a, a U.S. map and an international map, and as you mentioned, uh, the maps have been getting filled up. Uh, I think we were looking at it the other day, and there's only 
think three or four states where we're missing a visitor. And uh, so, yeah, it's been uh, pretty exciting. Uh, we just opened to the public on February 1st. So um, only about two and a half months into it. Um, but yeah, and we're only about 10 minutes from Wrigley North. So a uh, short little drive and uh, you're right at the ballpark. And uh, it's great to see all the you know excitement. Uh, and Cubs fans, you know, our, those are some of our favorite games is when the Cubs come to Wrigley North because we only have to drive, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to get to the game. Uh, so we try to go to as many as possible. And, um, you know, we're seeing, like this week, we've just seen a ton of Dodgers fans uh, with the Dodgers in town to play the Brewers. So I'm sure uh, it'll be a great stop for a lot of baseball fans when they're in the area. Yeah, going back to my long-winded question, how did you how do you accumulate, like, some of the, you know, you know, football ones and uh, celebrity ones and wrestling ones. You got them all in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And it is not just sports. You know, we get a lot of people who are just blown away by the number of non-sports fans. In some cases, you know, they came and didn't bring whoever was a non-sport fan. And they're like, oh, I got to bring her back. You know, we try to let people know how many, you know, varieties there are. But, you know, it's, most people just associate bobbleheads more with sports. But, yeah, acquired them. You know, we had that collection of about 3,000, which is still sort of in my mind. How do we get that many? I don't even, you know, I'd have to go back and uh, take a look, but it seemed like they just started multiplying. Um, but then when we announced the idea in, in November of uh, 2014, we just started to get so many of them sent in, uh, people who wanted their bobbleheads to be part of the collection. Uh, in one case, there's a gentleman from Cleveland who reached out to us. Uh, he knew about us um, from a press story, uh, and that's part of the reason we kept getting all these bobbleheads. Was there were some really good stories about us and about our efforts and trying to develop the museum. Um, and he had a terminal cancer, uh, but he wanted his collection to go to a good place. And he had about 1,500 uh, unique bobbleheads. He became known as Bobblehead Bob to all his friends and family, uh, just given his uh, love and excitement for bobbleheads. So he uh, decided to contribute all his bobbleheads to the museum. Um, so that's just one of the ways uh, that collection continued to expand and grow. Yeah, if you have any bobbleheads you want to donate, this guy is the one that sent it to. Phil, what would uh, somebody see if they got on that elevator and then they got off at the second floor? What's the first thing that they would see? Bobbleheads. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lots of specifically of, of who? Uh, but what's that? Specifically of who? Yeah. Oh, who? Yes. So, um, yeah. So if you take the elevator up, you know, you see a cross section of recent uh, arrivals and, and bobbleheads that were donated. Um, there's also a welcome panel that talks more about how the museum was founded um, and some bobblehead related art. And then as you make your way to the uh, front desk, there's a wall that has from A to Z every baseball, basketball, football, and hockey team, uh, one bobblehead representing each team. Uh, so that's a pretty cool thing to see. We selected one, and we've done some rotating, you know, so those will change as well. Um, so, you know, Phillies might have had, uh, you know, Utley, and now, you know, when Bryce Harper's bobblehead comes in, we'll swap it out. Um, and then we have bobbleheads that are available in the store, um, in the windows, and so people can see those out of their boxes. Um, the store is right there. And then, as we mentioned, the regional area, um, all the bobbleheads are organized sort of by category, so baseball, basketball, football, hockey, 
Um, and then all your non-sports bobbleheads like political and cartoons, movies, actors, uh, Star Wars. Just, uh, you know, we just added three shelves of uh, Major League Baseball Game of Thrones bobbleheads uh, that weren't there when you guys were there. So always looking to add and uh, move move things around, swap things out, switch things up. And that's the thing. You could go multiple times and see new stuff every time you go. So that's really. And, you know, they're not just bobbleheads, everybody. They're trying to educate you. Uh, I know you've got a video that in production that people could watch. And then let's talk about the bobblehead song, which, by the way, you need to send me. We need to put it on the end of this podcast. Yeah. You, is that was that your Did you write that song or how was that song? I know you can uh, hear it at the, at the museum. Yeah. So, yeah, the welcome video now is up and, and people are watching that every day. Uh, so that just gives about two, a little bit over two-minute overview of the museum and how it came to be. Um, and that's an area where all the Wisconsin bobbleheads are. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of the educational um, that you just touched on, there's a lot of bios and information and history about certain people, uh, especially some of the celebrities or, you know, major people that were featured in bobblehead form, from Martin Luther King Jr. to uh, Rick Monday carrying the flag off the field. Um, so a lot of... Uh, you know, great history that people leave with as well. But the Bobblehead song was written uh, actually by a Milwaukee uh, musician who's pretty well known in the state of Wisconsin in the region named Pat McCurdy. Uh, it does a lot of folk, you know, catchy folk songs, you could call it. Um, and so, yeah, Bobblehead song has become pretty popular for visitors. Uh, we have a button where you can push and listen to it and sing along. Uh, we also have it as our uh, welcome music when people call in so we'll definitely send you the link to the song so you can uh, can play that for listeners john I, I can hear that in my head right now like what do you call that when your song won't leave your head <laughs> yeah oh, you got it, it. <laughs> what do you call that i don't know yeah, yeah. but uh so yeah as, as far as yeah obviously you have this awesome museum what else does like obviously you sell bobbleheads from all different teams you're doing a bunch of three footers now but uh what what, what other um what, what other things do you guys offer as a company yeah, so, I mean, we're all bobbleheads, uh, so, but any type of bobbleheads, uh, not just sports bobbleheads, really anything and everything bobblehead-related, uh, but we also have, you know, merchandise with our logo on it uh, in the store, so hats, T-shirts, And if someone, wa- glasses, if someone wants a custom there. bobblehead, right, you, they could call you, right, and you could get it done. Exactly, so, yeah. Yep, we also do fully custom bobbleheads. Um, we also take suggestions, so, if, you know, there's a new bobblehead that, you know, you're looking to do uh, that uh, you're interested in or think that would do well. Uh, we're definitely all ears and uh, looking to always create some new and unique bobbleheads. And I think it's really interesting the way, uh, you know, you guys raise money for charity. Um, yeah, a good friend of the show, Wes Jamison, worked with you guys to do right. a bobblehead that made some money. The, yeah, the so, Purdue. yeah, a lot of the bobbleheads we've done, you know, we just think it's a natural fit where – you know, for selling a bobblehead for $25 or whatever, why not give a, you know, a little bit of that to a good cause, especially if there's a good tie-in. So like with Wes, you know, a great guy who's been really supportive of us since day one. Um, you know, he, uh, we had heard about Tyler Trent from Purdue and, uh, you know, seen him on the news as his story was, you know, getting told. Uh, but Wes reached out to us and was like, hey, I've started to talk to Tyler, I was inspired by his story. I think we need to make a bobblehead of him. So he helped us get that in the works. We made a bobblehead, uh, sold about 
all of them. We, they're sold out, but uh, they were individually numbered to 2018, and uh, you know helped raise almost 15 grand for uh, charities, cancer research, and um, so yeah. If we can do good with bobbleheads, we definitely want to keep doing that. Now, John and William, I don't know if you guys know this, but I we can't say what it is. But I working with Phil on a special bobblehead for Club 400 coming out soon down the line and i'm really excited about it and like uh there was no doubt that you were the guy to go to get this thing done but if we were going to make a, a bobblehead of william is there any like most of the bobbleheads bodies are real skinny can you do like wider size bodies we could do anything so yeah it's, they're completely customizable uh anything and everything uh william just slipped me off he just nice. slipped me off by the way so he has the three-foot ones. Do you have, like, three-foot wide ones? <laughs> we were going to do one with Stu and I together, but it wouldn't fit on any mold. <laughs> Others, duels, triples, quadruples. So, any, yeah, like I said, anything is nothing's outside the realm of possibilities. So you get the baseball schedule. All the, the, now that you're becoming, you know, you're getting bigger and bigger, and you will as time goes by. There's no doubt about it. Uh and it's going to be a must-stop for Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, you know, do these teams just send any of their bobbleheads every year? Are you getting packages all the time? And how's that How's that working out? And where do you store all these bobbleheads, the ones you can't display? I mean, you got a warehouse for that? You must. Yeah, pretty much on a daily basis where we're getting packages with new bobbleheads. Uh, so it's always exciting to open those up. Uh, we do reach out to some teams, and especially if we see some that, are unique or the fans are asking for it and they'll usually graciously send them because they want them on display. Uh, but yeah, we have a two storage garages right pretty close to the museum where a lot of the access ones are kept. And then also, uh, you know, a uh, fulfillment center, the handles are shipping and receiving. Um, so some of the extra ones are there as well, but we tell people, you know, you really want to see 20 Barry Bounds bobbleheads, you know, we've selected our three favorites or three of the best and, yeah, you, know, you don't need to see them all. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. This is—it's already a destination if you go to Milwaukee, whether you're going for a game or not. It's perfect if you tack it on with a game, though. You know, go there, go to lunch, and then go to a game. Or and what's that place downstairs? What's the name of that burger place? Yeah, it's called Stacked, and you do get 10% off with your receipt. So it's, uh, you know, a double whammy. You can take care of your appetite and your uh, need for bobbleheads in one step. And this is a museum where you can go to for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, or you could spend hours there. I mean, if you really go through and, and look at everything. And you guys are gracious enough to let people take pictures and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so cool. I mean... There's bobbleheads, Facebook pages all over the place, addicts, and there's people who have uh, bobblehead, uh, bob, like there's basically conventions with bobble, just bobbleheads. And uh, give us your contact information so people can find you on the web and, you know, uh, uh, you know find, get your address and all that stuff. Can you give us that real quick? Of course. Yeah, all the information uh, that you'll probably ever want to find about bobbleheads, you can find it at uh, bobbleheadhall.com. It's bobbleheadhallhall.com. Uh, you can also find a link to our store. So if you're looking to purchase Cubs bobbleheads, we probably have, I'd say, the biggest selection out there, um, you know, outside of eBay. Um, and then uh, we're located at 170 South 1st Street in Milwaukee. We're right on the second floor. We have an elevator uh, as well. 
So, uh, and parking available in the lot right next to our entrance, and then a lot of free uh, non-metered street parking all surrounding us. Uh, we're right on the edge of the neighborhood called Walker's Point in the Third Ward, which is a really uh, popular area in Milwaukee. Uh, lots of restaurants, bars, shops. Uh, Stu mentioned a uh, great burger restaurant below us and one of Milwaukee's most popular coffee shops also below us. So, uh, you know, right there, uh, our phone number, 800-414-1482. If you have any questions or want to talk bobbleheads, uh, you can always give us a call. And, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think, the, the main information there. Man, I'm so happy for you, Phil, that you, you actually turned a passion into a, a, a business, you know, that you get to wake up to something that you love every single day. You get to walk into that, your office, let's say, of 6,000 bobbleheads, and that's an awesome thing. That's the kind of thing we love talking about on the Club 400 podcast. So happy for you, man. And the sky is the limit. You're already going to have to move out of that place into a bigger place. But, uh, <laughs> man, I'm going to stop by again. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to bring my, my family to come see you one day. And I'm wearing my uh, shirt today, my shirt that I bought out there. So uh, appreciate your time. Um, we will uh, share all of Phil's information on the Club 400 podcast website. And yeah, let's. Well, hopefully, we'll see you at Wrigley soon, Phil. Huh? Well, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for the kind words and uh, for for helping support it. And uh, yeah, definitely see you at Wrigley soon, or and or Wrigley North. And uh, go Cubs, go! Phil Sklar, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame, and let's end this podcast with the bobblehead song. Club Four Hundred Podcast. We got. Our boy Crowley back. Our guy. Man. We got our guy. I'll tell you what, Crowley, the Cubs convention episode was a big hit, man. That was our number one hit for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what. And it's we, real we, close. It's we probably broke, two or three. We broke numbers with him, and I tell you what, I know he was a big bobblehead guy. I wanted to get him on this episode. Actually, the show hasn't slowed down since we had Crowley on, so I think it's always good to have Crowley, you Crowley, I think you jump-started Club 400, the podcast. I well, really you do. guys do such a good job. I mean, every it's it's just you guys offer something different than most other uh, podcasts do. So I just like to be a little part of whatever's going on. It's a lot of fun. But your guys' show, I've been listening to what you've been doing, and you guys keep getting better and better. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Crowley is the one who, who you know, referenced Bob to come come on the show, who was the uh, originator of the W flag, was the one who took it on the road. And Bob's a great guy, and that was a great show because a lot of people, I mean, the W flag was one thing, but, and he had the first W flag they took on the road. and That they, he made. That he made. Yeah, exactly. And that was because of Crowley. And that's what I want to tell the listeners right now. If you know a Cubs fan with a certain story that has, you know, Cub fans want to hear it. And we want to hear it. And yeah. this is, that's what Club 400, the podcast, is all about. We came up with a phone number, an email address. It's easy to get that a hold no of. That no one's us. calling and no one's emailing. But whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> so, Crowley, uh, I know that uh, earlier, uh, earlier this month or... Uh, you went to the uh, GOT uh, night at Wrigley Field, and tell us about that. Tell us about uh, you had a, a bobblehead meeting at our bar output, and uh, I mean I know that's a probably uh, what is that bobblehead going right now? The Game of Thrones bobblehead on the market. What is that going for? Uh, I've seen it everywhere from about eighty to one hundred and sixty dollars for the Game of Thrones uh, bobblehead. Um, you know, yeah, we did meet at Output, and that was just, uh, you know, for people that collect bobbleheads, it's a really crazy addiction, and some people can't understand it. 
And so we have a Facebook group. There's a couple of Cubs bobblehead Facebook groups. And we just decided, hey, let's just meet up because we're always swapping and talking and kind of giving each other pointers and tips of where to find the best bobbleheads. So the bobblehead night was uh, the Game of Thrones bobblehead night. Uh, we were all salivating at that one because um, bobbleheads, as far as value, if you're interested in the value of them, really depend on how many are given out. So, for example, Wrigley traditionally has 10,000 bobbleheads. The first 10,000 that arrive get a bobblehead, whereas other ballparks like Milwaukee, uh, they give out about 35 to 40,000 bobbleheads. So there really is no value just because, you know, everybody has one. So with the Game of Thrones, that was uh, through the Cubs special ticket link. You had to buy a special ticket, and you were guaranteed a bobblehead at a table underneath at Wrigley Field. And uh, for Game of Thrones night, they had characters walking around, but the bobblehead was of a dragon on top of the marquee. So that, I want to say, I think there was only 1,500 of those made. So when you compare that to the 10,000, it's going to have more value. So tell us this, Carl. You are a season ticket holder. I want to know about this one. So in order for you to get a bobblehead, you had to buy a a ticket or how did that work? Yeah, I sold my tickets, my seats, and I bought seats uh, other parts of the stadium where I could do that so I could get them. So I I bought uh, two tickets and I bought someone that doesn't like Game of Thrones, so I kept both bobbleheads. So usually I'll, I'll have two and then I'll keep one and then see what I can do about swapping to get a bobblehead I may not have or one in the future, you know? Oh, I was going to, when you said season ticket holder, you got a, a really cool one I saw on Facebook as a season ticket holder not too long ago. Tell us about that one. Yeah, when you take a look at this, this is the first time that the Cubs are not using paper tickets. So in the past, you would get like when your tickets would come in, you'd get like this big box and it would have all sorts of stuff in there, maybe uh, replica scorecards or other tchotchkes. Uh, but this year, the Cubs um, went to all digital tickets. But for the first time, they gave away a exclusive Javi Baez uh, season ticket holder bobblehead. So that one's already nuts on the market. I've already seen that going for two, three hundred dollars, and that's just the beginning. It's going to get worse. And like, as far as season ticket holders, you said fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, fifteen hundred for the Game of Thrones bobblehead. Uh, there, right. How many uh, bobbleheads do you think were given out for the Javi Baez? There's probably about probably about fifteen, twenty thousand, but. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, and just the fact that it is so unique that, you know, um, some people will hoard bobbleheads. Like, you know, I I know people that went to the Game of Thrones night and got like eight or nine of them, you know, where this you can't do it. You only get one per account. So it just kind of makes them even more rare to get because you can't just, you know, you can't. Most people aren't selling them unless they were able to get to somehow maybe through a friend or something. But that's what makes this one so rare is that, you know, a lot of times people there's a black market for bobbleheads. Uh, people kind of will sit there and, you know, not everybody wants a bobblehead, but especially when the Cubs are doing as well as they have the last few years, uh, people will sit there, they'll go into the park and they will try to buy your bobblehead off you maybe for 20 bucks, 25 bucks, 30 bucks. I've seen them go for 40 and then they'll turn around and flip them for 80 to 90 to a hundred. So that's where it can kind of get a little bit crazy, especially like I said, the last few years that the Cubs have been really doing well. So what do you do with the bobbleheads? Do you display them or do you keep them in the box or what? what do you oh, do? I, I display them. I like, I like to look at them. Uh, to do you me, keep the box? Do you keep the box? For... I, I do keep the box just in case, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, when there's a couple of, uh, you know, golden eggs that, so to speak, people, certain bobbleheads that everybody's looking for that are hard to find. And I do want to and talk about those. Tonight, yeah, we need way. to know yeah. what those are. 
Right. So when you talk about those bobbleheads, you know, it's funny because I see people that are like, look, man, my kid's going to college and I have to sell all my bobbleheads. And that's when some of the big ones kind of pop out there for some big money. So, you know, if you have the box, it just increases the value. I don't know. Like I said, I want to keep mine. So but I figure when maybe uh, when I finally keel over, my kids can maybe sell the boxes and sell them and get something if they so are so inclined. So, Carl, you're one of the you know, I'd say you're one of the top Cub fans that I know. And. Well, tell us about like, you know, we were asking this question from Phil from the Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Like, what is the, like, you know, the Cubs do a lot of giveaways, obviously, throughout the year. Uh, The Bobbleheads are obviously the most popular ones. Why is that, Crowley? It's, like I said, it's just, it has such a hardcore following and people just kind of love it, you know. So they'll do a lot of things. Like, I think there's a barbecue mitt this year and then you know an umbrella hat or something but the bobbleheads like for a lot of us they just kind of tell a story you know what i mean and so you kind of just you're taking a look at the past you're taking a look at and and sometimes depending on the design it makes it even the better you know so there's certain years that are just better than other years going back to the cubs convention i think one i mean one of the things i think that most fans look look forward to is the release of the promotional schedule and the cubs have had you know, the Cubs have been on top, as far as I'm concerned, with John McDonough back in the day. With We talked about it with Phil earlier with the Beanie Babies and, then uh, you know, yeah. a lot of different cool things they've had. Uh, but, yeah, we going back to what we mentioned earlier, the as far as bobbleheads concerned, what are the, the top bobbleheads for the Cubs? Um, as far as the specific Cub Stadium giveaways, the big ones uh, in 2014 – same like Game of Thrones night, it was Star Wars night. And same thing, special event ticket. It was a donation for Rizzo's charity. And it was a Jedi Rizzo. So it's uh, Jedi Rizzo. Rizzo. I remember it well. What is that going for on the market right now? I've seen it go anywhere from two to 350, maybe even four sometimes. So those are the, that's Jedi Rizzo. He's in a brown cloak and he's got this cool lightsaber. And, and like I said, it was. Uh, it was weird. I couldn't make it to that game for whatever reason. My parents went and I already had bought the pre-tickets and people were trying to give them hundreds of dollars at the time. And they called me up and I said, nope, don't sell them. So I had to ended up swapping out one later, but I still got my one. And that one has a ton of value. Um, when you take a look, another stadium giveaway, that's a really big one. It wasn't really a stadium giveaway. Uh, I know, Stu, you have the honor of having one, but people are going nuts for the Gary Pressy bobblehead. Um, Gary Pressy on the Lowry organ, they only made 500 of those. And of those 500, like I said, they were given away, uh, one night, uh, Gary Pressy did some trivia questions on the, uh, during a game. Uh, no, I got mine luckily at Cubs convention. He kind of had like a, uh, scavenger hunt, find Gary Pressy and get a bobblehead. And people were literally stampeding down the, uh, aisles of the Sheraton. So for that Gary Pressy, that's one that people, like I said, a lot of times, depending on the market, you just don't see those pop up a lot. Yeah, the Gary Pressy. Uh, we had Gary Pressy out here at uh, the Rizzo event in 2016, and when he was out here, that's before me and you really uh, met each other, Crowley. Uh, and we had Gary come out and he played his organ. I have, I have actually have an organ here in Club 400 that was played for like 13 years, and. Uh, I tell you what, I've had a lot of players out here. I had, had a lot of guests, but one day I went to the mailbox and Gary Pressy just mailed me one of his bobbleheads for no reason. And I'll tell you what, he also wrote a note to me 
uh, thanking me for having him out. We made a big sign for him because, as you know, Crowley, Gary Pressy has the the biggest streak ever. He's never missed a Cubs game since he started. I think it's like 2,700 home games or something. It's crazy. The Ironman streak, and there's that's another thing that's really important if you go to Cubs convention or if you ever bump into Gary, he, he's not he's not off-putting to you. He'd be happy to take a picture. He just doesn't want you to shake his hand. He's very, very cautious about that streak. He's like the Howie Mandel of the Cubs, like basically. His talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's been healthy, but you know, those two as far as stadium giveaways. Uh the other one that's kind of an interesting one is the Clark the Cub one. Um, they had a Clark the Cub one that came out roughly around, I want to say it was 2013. And Clark the Cub, they're having another one this year. And it's only for the first 5,000 kids, so not even adults. So if you and you and Sir William decided you wanted to go out to the game. Going to have to take you, Lauren. <laughs> you got you to take Lauren, otherwise you're not getting the bobblehead. So those only are 5,000. So like I said, just depending on the numbers, that has a big effect on it um, as far as uh, – I think that's 2015 was the Clark was 2015, but uh, yeah, that, that you have to have a kid and there's another Clark one. I think this August, August 3rd or 4th, that they're going to be having another Clark bobblehead giveaway, only 5,000. Um, but there's other ones too, that people really kind of are looking at, you know, obviously the Cubs do the stadium giveaways, uh, but there's also kind of unique bobbleheads that um, you had fill on from uh, the bobblehead hall of fame. Sometimes they'll order specific ones uh, Forever Collectibles is a company that's really kind of the main one that chugs out the bobbleheads. And sometimes Forever Collectibles will do exclusives with either the Cubs or with the Bobblehead Hall of Fame. So the Bobblehead Hall of Fame had the Pat Hughes bobblehead. And the Pat Hughes bobblehead was a functional bobblehead where you press a button and it's Pat's final call from the World Series. So that is one. They had only a limited amount of a blue-shirted Pat. So the blue shirted Pat Hughes is worth more than the red shirted Pat Hughes. So, you know, they kind of do that. Um, Wilson Contreras on his bobblehead day had two home runs, a grand slam and seven RBIs versus the White Sox. So that one, they made a bobblehead of Wilson Contreras holding his bobblehead from that day. So it's kind of a weird bobblehead, but that's, it's a fun that, one. That, and cool. that sold out pretty, pretty quickly too. So. Um, and then sometimes there's thematic ones. Right now, the big ones are uh, the Game of Thrones bobbleheads from Forever Collectibles. Uh, and those are just different bobbleheads that are kind of, like I said, just unique on their own. And there's a series of about six or seven of them, but they are really high quality. I mean, and they go for, those go for like 55 to 60 a buck if you just want to purchase one. And there's about six or seven of those. And those are really, really nice quality. Um, you know, sometimes the quality plays a big part. So over the years, the Cubs, uh, they had their first bobblehead in 2001. It was Sammy Sosa. And on the back, it was an Eckridge sausage label on the back of his helmet. So that was the first one. And then in 2002, they had three Sosa, Sandberg and Kyle Farnsworth. And they had the plates, but then they stopped for a bit. And then they picked back up again and have had them since 2007. They've kept them straight. But, uh, some years, the quality is just phenomenal. And those are the ones that people like to have, too. Like uh, 2008 was a great year for bobbleheads. They had uh, Fukudome, Derek Lee, uh, Alfonso Soriano, and they're just really high quality. They look really good. They're against the brick wall, and they have the autograph. They autographed, the, not real autograph, but a replica autograph on the back. So those were really, really good quality. 
you know, in some years they don't like 2007, eh, they don't really look that great. Uh, 2016 looked awful. The bobbleheads. Uh, I think uh, Chris Bryant looks like Tyler Saladino, except a little bit more pervy. I don't know. <laughs> it's really not a good bobblehead, but uh, obviously when they won the world series, everything just got kicked up a notch. So the bobbleheads that came out in 2017, I mean, you saw lines that you never saw before. Um, and we will post. To- you you sent me a video that we're going to post on the Club 400 podcast page of a bobblehead, I guess, battle, fight, whatever. Well, it was funny because, like I said, the Lions were nuts for it. And what happened is there was what's called the final out. So it was a dual bobblehead. It was uh, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo with a big giant W behind them with their arms in the air, just like you saw in that final out. And it was a game against the Brewers. It was a Sunday. The Saturday before, it rained like hell. They somehow played through the game. Sunday, it was raining in the morning. And then, you know, they open the gates at 11 o'clock, and you got all these people waiting for this bobblehead. They open the gates, and they say, sorry, the game's been canceled. And they close the gates and turn around. Now, just to let you know, some people literally fly into Wrigley just for the bobble games. Like, they come in from out of town to get them. And so people were just livid and trying to, you know, trying to get their hands on it. They didn't. And that was the game that all of a sudden they called it. And two hours later, it was bright and sunny and gorgeous. And uh, Milwaukee was all angry about that. So when they did the bobblehead again, when they, that same, that same W one, you know, I got in line, it's crazy. You know, it's just, if you don't like crowds and you don't like rushes and people jostling you, I wouldn't recommend uh, some of the bobblehead days, but uh you know, I got mine and I was walking around the stadium and what ended up happening is that I guess there was one last box of bobbleheads and the security guy picked it up. And I don't know if that box wasn't supposed to be out there because sometimes, and this is a really important for your audience, when you get a bobblehead, it's really important to kind of just check it to make sure that it's not damaged at all. Like there's nothing worse than coming back with a bobblehead and seeing that, you know, maybe it's broken it's or something's off messed something, up. Yeah. Exactly. So they, the guy picks up the box. So all the people, like the people that were right there about to get a bobblehead, didn't get one. And people were surrounding the security guys and it got pretty heated. And so I just took out my video camera and my phone and started taping it. It was pretty nuts. Nice. So Crowley, uh, this year, uh, the Cubs, uh, you know, obviously giving away four or five bobbleheads, but I want to, you tell me what year it was, but I, I'll, I'll always remember this because I thought, I thought it was different. They had, uh, Carlos Zambrano playing soccer, Ryan Therio fishing, I think. How many, mm-hmm. bobble, how many, what year was that? And how many bobbleheads were released? But it was doing, it was a couple players doing their hobbies as their bobblehead, right? Right. That was 2010. And so that was, like you said, Zambrano soccer, Terrio fishing. And uh, it's happened a couple of times, but Terrio was traded to the Dodgers bef- uh, after before his bobblehead day. So they gave out the bobbleheads and there was no Terrio. So um, similar to that, this year they're doing the, a similar theme where it's what players like to do, you know, hobbies on the off season. So the first one's coming up uh, May 10th, and that's going to be Cole Hamels, Hang 10. I guess he likes surfing. But uh, the one that people are super, super jacked about from the bobblehead collector standpoint is the Pedro Strope, Pedro Strope karaoke night. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a big one. So the Pedro Strope karaoke, that one, you know, uh, Pedro Strope is one of the most underrated Cubs, even, you know, for a lot of people. And I don't know why people don't Nick like Sheridan, it. Nick Sheridan, you bastard. Nick Sheridan, yeah. I don't know why, but. 
You know, seriously, but look at the numbers. He is really just statistically. Statistically, he's the top three reliever of all time. Yeah. And by the way, I'm trying to get him out here at Club 400. Just everybody knows. But he has such a great personality. He's so fun. It just he kind of embodies that, you know. And and he's a he's a really good clubhouse leader, especially for a lot of the Latino players. Um, they they have a lot of respect for him, and so it's really fun that Pedro's going to finally get his bobblehead, because you know some guys get bobbleheads and some some guys don't. Uh, and for Pedro to finally get one, it's a huge honor, you know. And everybody's really excited about that one, so that'll be fun. Um, but Rizzo has the most out of any Cub that's existed. When when Rizzo gets his this year, uh, that'll be number four for him, solo bobbleheads, not including the final out one that he's with uh, Bryant, and then Bryant will be up to number three. All right, I have a Cubs bobblehead trivia question for you, which before we started I thought there's no way he's going to get this, but I don't think I have a shot now. <laughs> Maybe you do. I don't know. I've had a couple beers too. You've been to the uh, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame in Milwaukee. Correct. What was the first bobblehead they ever created on their own? Are you you talking? Giveaways? Are you talking about the the Cubs Cubs giveaways? uh, No, I'm talking about the National uh, Bobblehead Hall of Fame themselves. They make bobbleheads. Correct. They've created them. What's the first one they ever made? That's a good question. You got me. Ronnie Woo Woo. That was the first <laughs> bobblehead ever. And it's still available. You can still buy it. They actually yeah. had them on sale. I bought one when I was up there. Yeah. Ten bucks. <laughs> that was. But yeah, I was gonna, I, I was gonna ooh, ask I didn't know that was the first one. I was that gonna was ask first, you about yeah. two specific bobbleheads. Uh because I think the Baez, the the blown bubble home run, that one's Correct. uh that one's gotta be up in the top. 10 maybe i don't know I oh yeah know. you know it's, it's it's a popular one it's but uh yet the out of the lines that was the, some of the most insane lines other than the final out that was probably the biggest craziest line that i ever saw was for the bias uh blowing the bubble and if you go to ebay right now you'll see people pre-selling them like the bobbleheads they'll already say right. hey you know if you want to do it you know you can buy it now but bias was was nuts and that was a fun bobblehead the last like i said uh the last two years, 2017 and 2018, the bobbleheads have been really, really high quality. Um, you got the Wilson Contreras with the Venezuelan sleeve. As you all know, uh, Contreras coming in July, right? Yes. Oh, July yes, 18th. yes. Uh, that's public knowledge now. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, good. I didn't, I didn't blow it, but his bobblehead is absolutely fantastic looking. Uh, J.A. has one where he's kind of jumping in there. So the, the, the quality of the ones have been really good. And the bias blow in the bubble was just a really, again, another really high quality bobblehead that the Cubs have come out with lately. So, you know, they've been doing a good job and I think they kind of understand the market is so much better. Um, you know, there's other like teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees have some fantastic high quality bobbleheads. And I think the Cubs kind of were, you know, I'd say a little bit slow to kind of catch on that people, you know, the, the better quality, the more people are interested in, you know, that's the whole point of the giveaway is to get people to come in on a Friday in April to, you know, to get to the games and buy the concessions and do that stuff. So, you know, you invest a little bit more into the bobbleheads, more people will be into it and it'll be more in demand. All right. Our last question for you, let's take away the whole bobbleheads thing. Mm -hmm. Crawley's number one. What is your, your favorite Cubs giveaway of all time? And it could be a bobblehead, but I want you to tell me, because the Cubs have had 
plenty of different ones. What is your favorite of all time, and what is your most prized possession as a giveaway? That's a good question. I never even really thought about it. Um, obviously, the the replica trophy really kind of it meant a lot. It was you know just to kind of even just have one. It's just like wow, that's just that's just a fantastic uh, giveaway just because of what it is and what it signifies of all that they give it. But uh, there's like I said, the the bobbleheads in general. I always like I said, the Rizzo Jedi was was just one that I never even knew at the time I was going to get as big as it would. But that one I, I loved getting. And then just any of the bobbleheads are fine. But stadium giveaways, I'm, I'm one of those people that literally waits in the Cubs convention to see what the promos are. And then I kind of circle the games that I want to go to. So I always like the jerseys, the replica jersey giveaways. Uh, those are fun. Um, but I'd say the greatest giveaway that I do have, I'm going to be honest, I didn't earn it. I bought it. But, uh, Stu, I know you have one too, is the um, Washburn guitar. Yes, yeah. And that was, that's just a, that's just a, you know. With the 400 on there, it's 400. That's why I love it. It has the 400. It has the Ivy. It's like, who the heck gives away stuff like that? That was just, uh, that one is. I think there was a hundred, but there's probably more than that made, but hundred to the fans at least, you know. Yeah, and, and it was it's like I said, it's a Washburn guitar, so it's not like some little cheapy guitar. It's a nice acoustic guitar, and they did a fantastic job. Like you said, the Ivy. Bob Cashin, Bob Cashin has took that guitar off my wall and played it drunk many a time. Wow. I'm like, Bob, watch it. <laughs> That's a classic video. I, there. I couldn't do it, man. I'd be too scared to even. I, I take it out every now and then, and the only song I've ever played on it is Someday We'll Go All the Way. But other than that, nobody touches that, baby. So, Carl, gonna... uh, before we let you go, tell us where we could find you on Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff, because I know you uh, have the Crawley's Clubhouse going. Let, let our listeners know where they can find you. On Twitter, I, I live on Twitter. You'll find me at Crawley's Cubs. There's no E in it, C-R-A-W-L-Y-S Cubs. On Facebook, you'll find me at Crawley's Clubhouse. Instagram, Crawley's Clubhouse. My own YouTube channel, uh, Crawley's Clubhouse. So, you know, I always kind of like interacting with the fans. And when I'm watching a game, live tweeting just to kind of see what everybody's kind of feeling and having fun. And, you know, it, it, like, like I said, it's about the people, which is what your show is all about, too. You know, it's just about the fans, the people and interacting and the friendships that you make uh, along the way. Uh, you know, whether it's Danny Rocket or you guys or anything, a lot of people that I've met have been through uh, social media. So it's a lot of fun. Whenever we need an expert on something, Crowley <laughs> is our guy. He delivers. He's got the best info. Like he made my virgin trip to the um convention oh yeah oh yeah a right. success well, that, and by the way if you hours you're there yeah and by the way well i maximized them though you can't you gotta <laughs> when uh if you if you haven't heard that show yet go back in the archives and you can hear timeless radio yeah uh-huh. crowley thanks for coming on buddy i love you and we'll see you soon out here at club 400 and uh you're one of the best buddy you're one of the true club fans i know May 2nd. I'm excited to be back. You know, like with you know, that's the best thing about baseball season is getting to hang out with you guys. So I'm excited. We'll see you uh, for Ben Zobrist. All right, buddy. Take care. Have a good one. You take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right, Crowley. You good? Bobblehead, bobblehead, bob, bob, bobblehead, 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 bob, bob, bobblehead. If you want to see heads bobble up and down. Bobblehead, bobblehead, bob, bob, bobblehead. The most bobbling heads the world around. Bobblehead, bobblehead. Superstar athletes and VIPs. Bobblehead, bobblehead, bob, bob, bobblehead. Politicians.
actors and celebrities. Bobblehead, bobblehead, bob, bob, bobblehead. Where can you go to see him? At the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Bobblehead, bobblehead, bob, bob, bobblehead. The National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Bobblehead, bobblehead, bob, bob, bobblehead. Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Bobblehead, 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 Bobblehead. The National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Bobblehead, Bobblehead, Bobblehead. The National Bobblehead.